0: I keep saying that conversations about mental health go far beyond depression and anxiety or bipolar disorder or any of the conditions. There is a common ground, and that is life and the ways we think, feel, and behave in the process of life. One of those that we all unfortunately face is losing someone, grief, heartbreak, the things that arise within us from that, how they interact with others around us. Those are conversations that need to be sparked, and they can be sparked in many ways. I was joined today by the director and producer of an animated short film that is aiming to spark that conversation about grief, family, and mental health. Let's get checked with the creative team of what we're meant for.
1: Everything changes.
0: Get ready. It's time for the Sheck Check Podcast, inspiring to normalize the way we talk about the way we think, feel, and behave. With your host, Erez Schick. Steph Eisenberg and Gabe Bruskoff, how are you guys doing today?
2: Hello. Hi. I'm we're good. good. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for being here, both of you.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: Tell me about what, what we are meant for.
2: What we're meant for. Four words with the contraction. <laughs> My
0: bad. What we're meant for.
2: <laughs> what we're meant for. It's a short an- animated film. It's a drama with fantasy and thriller elements. It's about a 13-year-old girl and her relationship with her dad shortly after her mom died. Obviously, it's a very difficult situation for the two of them. They're dealing with it in different ways, which really... Alienates them from each other um, when they really need to be there for each other. And that's what our film really looks at is that relationship and that interplay of those characters. You know, there's mental health elements that we look at, you know, grief, depression, loss, family, purpose in the universe, in the world. We accomplish a lot in the 12 minutes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's a, it's a really, a lot of really heavy topics, but we also kind of found a way we think it's a really like, heartfelt and inspirational film, which is what we're really excited about. A lot of times these topics can come off as bleak or as a downer, but we really found a way to look at it in a positive view, which we think is, while still being authentic, which we think is really special.
0: All, I mean, everything that it addresses from the sound of it is super important. And I really like the fact that they're, you're highlighting the fact that there is a, not lighthearted like ha ha, like, oh, it's funny, but it very much is like life that there it doesn't have to be, uh, these conversations don't have to be, they don't have to seem so heavy all the time. They're heavy by themselves. Mm-hmm. There's a way to talk about them and have them come up without it being more gloomy than it already is. Where where did the idea come from?
2: That's a, hard, that's a hard question to answer. It came from a lot of different places. I was doing a uh, exercise to come up with story ideas. And it's an exercise where you come up with 300 ideas. And, you know, 290 of them are bad. And maybe one is worth pursuing. And I did that like five years ago. And halfway through the routine, I was exhausted. And I was just like, I don't care. And I just wrote like the stupidest, worst idea ever. And so I ignored it. Five years later, I learned a lot more about writing. I'd taken a whole workshop and I wanted an idea for a story. And so I went back and looked at that exercise and all the other ideas were terrible. But that one idea, which was the worst idea that I just said, you know, I don't even care. I'm just writing something that there was something there with that idea. And that was the one I developed. And then this story just kind of came from that. So. Uh, where did i don't know where it came from it just kind of magically magically appeared and was discovered five years later
0: that's i mean that's kind of cool because like it it brought something something kind of sparked something in you later on yeah um and it kind of, for me it's like there's always these things like if i look back in like my earlier days and i'm like oh wow like at that time i was like that's stupid that's dumb or whatever and then you kind of look at it with new eyes with new knowledge or whatever and you're like, oh i can actually you know go somewhere with us.
2: I think a big part of what you just said is when I was doing that writing exercise, I mean, I've had depression my whole life, but I only learned that I had it very recently. So when I was doing that exercise, I didn't know that I had it. But after I, when I, that was like the, I mean, there were a lot of big changes in my life between now and then, but that was probably the biggest one, the most significant one. And so Maybe that's what was able to unlock something, just probably just knowing more about myself and understanding more about who I am and psychology and, you know, the world and things like that.
0: Things just get new context,
2: right? Essentially,
0: not only with like, and I was talking from like the standpoint of, you know, you had new knowledge with with writing and everything, right? But it's also our lived experiences that kind of influence especially with art can influence us and kind of take it to new levels for ourselves. And so like the, the topic that came up with grief with the, with the girl losing, losing her mom. Right. Mm -hmm. And the relationship between uh, the father and the daughter throughout Mm -hmm. it. How did you guys choose to develop that?
2: Well, it's really interesting. Stephanie, I'm going to let you jump in on that one because that's really where you connect with the film so strongly.
1: That's kind of where I come in. Well, a little over a year ago, Gabe told me he was developing the script, but he wasn't ready to show it to me as so he was still developing it. But then I read it and it resonated so much with me because I lost my father to cancer uh, two, a little over two and a half years ago. And my dad was my number one fan and he was so important to me. And I was always a daddy's girl. I was very, very close to him. And it kind of uprooted my whole world. When you lose someone extremely close to you, a close family member, you know, immediate family member, like a parent, you know, you have to find a new normal. And I'm an only child. So with it being just me and my mom, we had a really hard time because we had this third person that was so important in our lives. Then all of a sudden he was gone. And it was about us trying to figure out how to move on without him together and everything that Jamie and Richard go through as this new smaller family was something that I really related to because Jamie doesn't feel whole anymore because she lost her mom and Richard doesn't know what to do either because he lost his wife and that is absolutely what my mom and I went through when we lost my dad so when Gabe showed it to me I I immediately connected with it And it, Gabe's right, like in the end, it's so uplifting and inspirational. It didn't, you know, like hurt me. It wasn't like, oh, this hits too close to home. I don't want to work on this. I thought, wow, this is really something that needs to be talked about, that needs to be shared with people. So I was completely on board after I read the script.
0: I think that's, I mean, it's got to be cathartic for you as well, the whole process, because it's involved for you on so many different levels. Number one, I'm I'm sorry for the loss of your father. I lost my father uh, about seven years ago, and so I think one of the one of the main things that uh, initially when I started the shack check it was like a YouTube thing, and then I kind of carried it on to, to like this podcast, which was originally it was to kind of destigmatize life with bipolar disorder because I have bipolar disorder, but then I kind of realized there were other parts of mental health and topics that were being ignored, not necessarily things that are just diagnosable, but things like grief and breakups that we go through and things that happen throughout our days and our lives that affect our mental health and affect our relationships as well. And one of those things is, is grief because we do, unfortunately, we lose people during our lifetime and it's not easy and it's not easy for the people around us. And it's a, it, what I really like from what I'm hearing is that you basically explore how the two characters are dealing with grief. And then how it extends to each other and the relationship with each other. And like you said, it's redefining uh, who you are in this, in this kind of world without that extra physical energy around you and who we are basically there. Yeah. So I think, I think that's amazing because I think it needs to be, it needs to be talked about. It needs to be seen also like on a, on a screen. And I think because it's uh, a short animated feature uh, and which caters itself to like for younger audiences to also be drawn to it as well, potentially.
2: Our target audience would be like teenagers, and yeah. it's definitely not like animation for it's, right. But yeah. it's not animation for kids. It's, it's not- the the subject matter we think would be a little too heavy for under thirteen or something like
0: that. Yeah, yeah. but still, like to kind of have that younger feel to it, basically. Um To appeal to that, which is important because those conversations need to be need to be out there, need to be sparked
2: I mean our main character is thir- in the film is thirteens, so we definitely think it will be very relatable for. Um, everyone around that age through through up to adulthood, and we definitely want that's the audience we really want to connect with is people who are going through those things at in those ages or even people who aren't, but just you know, maybe they know someone who is or just to understand what it's like so that if they go through something like that in the future, they'll be a little bit more prepared for it.
0: yeah, I think it's important, like I think I always think finding connecting pieces for people is super important. things that they can connect with. Uh, especially with, like, entertainment or with anything, if you find that connecting piece with people, then they're more willing to listen, read, watch something because you hear the other, like, messages that come from it. And if anything else, it kind of drops it into their consciousness, so it's there.
2: There's a sequence in the film where Jamie, because of her grief and her alienation from her father, she kind of, like, re- retreats into her own depression to try and, like, Be somewhere else other than where she is and her depression kind of takes over uh one of the things i've one of the things i've found dealing with depression is someone who doesn't suffer from depression it's like almost impossible for them to understand what it's like it's just so foreign and so different and a lot of people are very sympathetic and empathetic but if you've never like gone through it you just You just can't under. It'd be like asking someone who's colorblind to understand what a color looks like. They might understand the concept of a color, but they'd never be able to understand what it looks like. And our film, one of the things we're trying to do in that regard is trying to kind of explain what depressive episode is like, what it feels like. You know, even if you can't, even if it's impossible to understand, if you've never felt it, to at least give a little bit more of an understanding. So. People can be like, wow, this is what depression, people who have depression, this is what they're going through. This is what it's like just trying to convey that emotion in a in a visual and a storytelling form.
0: That's a really good point that, you know, people it's hard for people who haven't experienced it to understand it. But to be able, again, like to find that connecting piece that can bring out compassion I think, becomes more important because like sometimes I think, oh, like I wouldn't want someone to understand my depression or my anxiety to that extent because it's like wishing it on to them. But to like be able to have enough understanding to have compassion is, I guess, what I aim for sometimes. And so to be able to kind of animate that, to describe it through a visual, I think that could be that's going to be extremely powerful. What are what are the next steps for for you guys? And for the film.
2: Well, we're in the we're fundraising it right now. We've already written the script. It's it's done. Other than scripts, naturally, will change in the production process. But the script is done. We've done a lot of the concepts. We haven't completely finished the concepts, but we've done a lot of it. Um, right now, we're fundraising because you know it takes money to make an animated movie. And then once we're done fundraising, that's when we really get to go like full steam ahead on the project. We can hire storyboard artists. We can uh, finish doing the concept work with the funds. We can pay our concept artists from the money we raised instead of out of our own pocket. That'd be you know, nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, we can, uh, you know, hire animators and voice actors. So yeah, this, we're really in this like funnel right now with fundraising. And as soon as we're done with that, that that's when the film gets to like, we get to like storm out of the gate and really get to make this film. I say storm out of the gate. I live action filmmaking, which is very fast animation is a very slow process which i'm learning so it's not really going to be storming out of the gate but it'll be the thing where we really get to like push forward and right Right.
0: it was it was was just an analogy it was was just like we'll get going it'll be another 10 years but we'll get going i'm just kidding not 10 years but no like animation takes a while yeah i don't think people are aware of that Yeah, People are like, oh, Disney does it like that, that, that. And it's like, no, they don't.
1: (laughs) People don't quite understand just how long animation takes. I got my degree in cinema and animation. So I definitely have an understanding. That's part of why Gabe brought me onto the project. Because I have that animation background. And I understand the animation production. And it's very much a slow crawl. But with animation, you can... Create things and you can do things that you can't really necessarily do mm-hmm. in live action. And when Gabe wrote the script, he told me, I'm writing the script and I just feel like it needs to be animated. And as I was reading it, there was a certain point in the script where I went, Oh, yes, this definitely needs to be an animated film. <laughs> like you can tell. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's You're like, like You it's saw it. It's not even necessarily that there are things in animation that you can do that you can't do in live action. That's true. But it's also because. Even if you can do it in live action, it's going to have a different tone or a different feel or a different message. And what we wanted our film to do, we wouldn't have been able to achieve that in live action because it would have been tonally off. It would have been telling a different story just by virtue of being a live action film. So
0: I think it's cool because there's nothing it doesn't seem like there's anything like that
2: addressing this topic these topics yeah it's it's a difficult it's a difficult topic i mean i've definitely seen movies about depression and one of the things i've noticed about those types of movies is there's a small subset of the population that connects very strongly with the movie and most people don't understand it and when they tell me i didn't understand why does everyone like the movie i'm just like be thankful you don't understand it it means you don't have depression but our film i think is trying to do something a, a little different because we're trying to make the depressive episode be more understandable to people who aren't suffering it so they can at least relate to the people who are suffering it and having it just be specifically relatable to one side and not necessarily to everyone else.
0: It presents it sounds like it presents all side all aspects not only of the situation but how it how it's affecting different people.
1: On top of that, people have this perception that animation is is mainly for kids and a lot of animation is happy and that's very true a lot of a lot of animated shorts are on the lighter side so this is also very different because our short it is darker it ends up being bright at the end but it's more serious subject matter than a lot of animated shorts and animated films period i mean there are darker pieces out there but it's not very common
2: it's like a europe film
0: (laughs) you guys are so european
2: don't mean to be insulting to europeans or americans that was that was just a bad joke
0: (laughs) no we we love all people (laughs) Uh no i think that's i think that's really cool because it's it's kind of stepping outside of so many different boxes but it sounds like it's you're it's coming from a very respectful and responsible place as well it's not like gone to that place where it's like here watch these kids do drugs you're dealing with something that like i I think again, grief is something we'll all face in our life, unfortunately. And while we might not all face... Depression, as a condition, there are a lot of people that will face like situational depression. And so they'll be able to identify parts of it. For me, like I was being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. There were years where I kind of just equated everything to bipolar. So anything I felt and was going through, I was like, oh, it's it's the bipolar. And then after my dad passed away, there were kind of a series of things that happened afterwards that I was like, oh, it's the bipolar. And really, I just wasn't dealing with the grief And so it went to like the situational depression type place. And again, if if you're not dealing with your feelings and any of those things, um, it goes to even darker places. But like your movie, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and I'm putting a a hand around my face because listeners can't see that. But I'm a light at the end of a tunnel. I'm just kidding. I'm not a light. Well, I am a light. I'm not the light.
2: You're experiencing the light.
0: Right. Not you- like the end of the road light, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is, but there is light. And I think that's something I try to highlight as much as possible is that like we can have these conversations and they don't have to be, they can have serious, heavy moments. They don't mm-hmm. have to all be heavy. That's mm-hmm. life, yo. Tell, let my listeners know where they can go. You, I mean, you guys have a Kickstarter going right now. It's yeah. ending April
2: 12th. April twelfth at yes yeah, PM Pacific Standard Time. So the website is for dot com. Information is there. We have our concept art is there. We have a pitch video there. We have a whole bunch of different rewards depending on how what levels people come in. I don't know if your listeners know how Kickstarter works, but the way it works is depending on how much you. Um, donate to a project you get something in return in equivalent for what you donate so we have a whole bunch of different levels all the way from a shout out on social media or a copy of the film all the way up to like producer credits and and um, books uh coffee table books from the art of the film and we will sketch you in the style of our animation or our, we won't our concept art. <laughs>
0: You're, You're like, down. we make we're going to make a doodle and send it to you. No, that's awesome. You know, I'm so like, like I want the, I want a sketch.
2: <laughs> yeah, but all the information about the project is there, um, how to contribute, what we're doing, what it's going to look like, what we're trying to accomplish it's it's all there. what we're met for.com.
0: That's awesome. And that's gonna be if everybody kind of looks below the podcast, they'll be able to see all the links, your links um, on social media as well as uh, the Kickstarter and everything. I want to thank you guys both for taking the time to talk with me. Um I yeah. think yeah. The, I think the, the the project sounds incredible. I think it's needed, Steph for you to connect with it in that way and to to kind of move forward with it. I think that takes an incredibly strong person with a strong vision. And uh, Gabe, for you to put yourself out there going through uh, depression and everything, to kind of use that as a the drive for this and to kind of revisit it in a different way, that takes strength as well. Thank you guys both for sharing that with me and for the listeners. I really appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having
0: us. Thank you to all the check checkers listening today. Please, I beg of you. I beg, beg, begity beg, 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 beg begity beg of you to check out what we're meant for check out their Kickstarter. The link is in today's podcast bio. It is an amazing project that needs to be seen. It needs to be made and you can be a part of that. And as usual, please keep checking yourself. Keep taking care of yourself because as long as you are doing those things, you are helping others do the same thing as well. Until next time, check, check out. Thank you so much for listening to the Check Check podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever you listen to for your favorite podcast. All linked up on our website,
1: www.thecheckcheck.com. If you are picking up what we are laying down and want to help spread the word and live by example, leave a review and share with friends.
0: Until next time, check yourself before you wreck yourself.